can I get you? Um, look, I'm I'm looking for a cocktail, but I'm I'm new to the area. I I, I don't know what your specialities are here. Tell us what you like, and I'll mix you something up. Well, you know, I want the kind of drink that, you know, I, I could have with all of my homosexual friends. We could just have a nice, chill evening together having some fun. Good drink. Best drink. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could go for the kind of drink that, like, that goes with lots of different activities. I could be drinking this, you know, while playing some games, or while watching something, or listening to something. A drink for all occasions. Gotcha. Indeed, and you know the sort of drink that I could meet some some nice new people who I've never met before. Well, you know, over that that sort of energy to a drink, something social, something very social. Yeah, if you cheeky, got, you got, yeah, you got anything yeah, like that? Yeah. Oh, don't you worry, lass. I'll mix you up a queer and pleasant stranger. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies sort of talk about our weeks and do some skits and have a bit of a giggle. That's Ooh, thing we did, do. A bur- did a burp in the middle of <gasps> introing. It's that kind of week today, folks. A burp tro. Yeah, how are you doing today, Jane? Ah, uh, I'm alright. A bit sore in places, but I will survive. I will survive. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's the kind of... It, this, is, this is tonight's energy, everyone. Very silly. This is where we're at today. Half asleep, very sore. There. I was poorly, and that's given me a weird, like, tired silliness to my energy. Yeah, yeah you had... um. You had almost no voice yesterday, so I'm glad we've retrieved that in time for this. Yeah, last night it was like, I could do a horse whisperer at best, and today... You could be a horse whisperer. (laughs) I was a horse whisperer yesterday, and today I'm alright. I woke up this morning, it hurt to swallow, which is not good. Now it's just mildly uncomfortable to swallow, so that's an improvement. Oh, oh well. Well, should we get on with our weeky things? Our week things. Yeah, what have you played what this have week? I played? I've not played a huge amount this week. It's been a, a, a very sort of limited play. I played some more Oceanhorn. Yeah. I feel like I've drifted away from that now. Yeah. I was playing, I was playing it very intensely. I was making, you know, and making the effort to get up in the mornings a bit early and out of bed and, and, and sort of play a bit before work. And then, it's like, I spent so much time on uh, looking up guides for it. Like, so where do I go now? Because this yeah. game has not sort of signposted itself terribly well. Like, yes, I've unlocked the new power, but at least with something like Wind Wake, you're then sort of like, yeah. hey, you got the power, now you can do this. And Why don't you head over here? It's, it's not quite open enough to be something like a Breath of the Wild, where it's like, the the joy of exploring and finding new places in and of itself is enough. Like, yeah. it's it's the activities, like the progression that's fun, but it's sometimes hard to find where that is. Yeah, I was not super into it, you, I'm you, s- you see what I mean about that game? It's like, I wanted to like Oceanhorn, I bought it with my own money, I didn't get it for review or anything, because I was like, no, this looks interesting, and yeah. it just didn't keep me. This is a yeah. shame. It's a terrible shame, because I mean, it's got a lot of potential there, but I was not feeling it. Yeah. The feelers. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so what 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 have you played? What have I played? I finished Kingdom Hearts 3. Ooh. I finished that on the lunch Does break it make sense today. Now? Uh weirdly it made more sense as it went on. Ooh. Like 
they were still occasionally just saying stuff that sounded like nonsense bullshit, but, like, I understood the nonsense bullshit. I just thought it was ridiculous occasionally. Uh, my my favourite is still A Heart Can Live Anywhere, even in data. That is even. still my favourite part of that game. Even in the I'm, data. Even in the data. But that game, by the time I got to the end of it, like, I knew what was going on. I was invested. There were some very good high action cutscenes uh, and, like, a- animations and things going on. It stayed very flashy and impressive. Uh, the last section of that game is just, like, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight. And they were all really well-designed boss fights, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the one area of that game I do not like is the Pirates of the Caribbean world where I have to go hunting for crabs. It's not fun. Mm, I mean, like, it, graphically it was interesting. Oh, that world was fascinating, but I'm just like, this world looks really cool. Riding the boat is really fun. Let me do that. Don't make me search for 300 crabs on an island and then go... Yeah, but you need to level up your ship before you can continue, so go find some more crabs. More crabs. I I did not... I went and googled where is the place to farm crabs that they'll respawn, and I did that, because I wasn't going to do it the the way the game wanted me to have. Explore all of the islands looking for crabs. No. No, no, no thank. No. Um, But... Also, huzzah, Johnny Depp's not in the Pirates of the Caribbean world. It's someone Yay. else voicing him, so hooray! Yay, I had to deal with so, that, that that today. Several people going, oh, Johnny Depp's the voice of this thing in this thing. Oh, I like Johnny Depp. It's like, you, you know you know yeah. who's the worst, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> they didn't get rid of James Wood, which is a shame, but, like, <laughs> thankfully there's no... Jo- it looks like Johnny Depp's face, but I could rest easy in my knowledge. That's not actually Johnny Depp, that's None fine. of the money is going to Johnny Yeah, there was that hilarious, um, Kira Knightley voice oh stand-in, who sounds nothing like her. That? Um, but yeah, no, like... It's a very good, if you just want like a very visually impressive, very polished action combat game where you just sort of smash, smash, smash stuff with your fancy sword and all the sparks fly around and all sorts of cool visual effects happen, it's a really good game. You might half the time have no clue what's going on. I think it can be enjoyable without knowing what's going on. It's just just don't question it and go along for the very over-the-top ride. Um... I, I also really like that right up the whole way through the game, every time they introduce like a new mechanic for for a while, it works really well, it doesn't feel shoehorned in. They introduce it really well, and they find interesting things to do with it before then going, okay, we've done that mechanic, let's move on before it gets stale. So mm. I really liked Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm glad. I, I am now at the point where I'm like, I feel relatively comfortable explaining the plot of Kingdom Hearts now, after having played through 3 and been like, ah, I know what's happening. It felt like the further it went on, it was less ha-ha Disney worlds and more Final Fantasy. This this is always the way with Kingdom Hearts. They, the opening section is like, Disney, 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 and then you reach a certain turning point and it's like, Okay, now all the anime supervillains are here and it's time to have, like, fights over the end of the world's fate. As opposed to, Winnie the Pooh needs some some help collecting honey from the flowers. Play, like, basically one of those, like, fire the balls at the, like, a puzzle bubble type thing. To collect flowers with Winnie the Pooh. That sounds adorable. It is adorable. And then you go beat some people up with a big key. 
Winnie the Pooh's key turns into a gun that shoots uh, shoots honey. It's amazing. You heard it here first, everybody. Winnie the Pooh's goo shooter. <laughs> what about you? What else have you played? Um. Well, uh, having had enough of Ocean Horn, I moved on to... Uh, I played some Saints Row 4 recently. I've now gone and started playing some Saints Row 3. How's that going for you? Um, I'm enjoying... It's it, it reminds me of what I liked about Saints Row 3 the first time I played it. It was like... Mm. It was everything I wanted from a Grand Theft Auto game. But just that, without any of the serious, endlessly yeah. replay this really bullshit mission. It's, it's... Saints Row 3 struck a really nice balance where it was basically just, here's Grand Theft Auto if it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, like, do you want to just... Do you just want to have missions where you just shoot things and yeah. blow the crap out? Here's a tank. Drive around. At the end of it, you won't be being shot by the army. Yeah. It's 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 not trying to be a more political thing than it is. It's just, do you want to just drive cars and shoot stuff and explosions and it's yeah. our big world? I've got lots and lots of pretty purple and green cars. Yeah. Nice. Um, I might. I mean, my only real complaint about it is the way they talk about women and sex workers. Yeah, that's less than ideal. But it, I mean, it's that kind of a game. But you know, what's to say that they couldn't just make a game that doesn't have things like that in it? Yeah, it wouldn't be hard. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't just, be just, about just, women and just, sex workers. Just, just don't. Like, it's not like that's what's good about the game. Yeah. It's here's a big world. Blow stuff up and everything's very flashy. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can do all of those things and make it interesting. Like, like, and and you know, if you want to make it significantly different different from um, Grand Theft Auto, then there is another fine example. Yeah. Hey, we're encouraging positive sex work and and things like that. Like that would yeah. be entirely possible. Yeah. But no. Uh, we we have a lot of random words in there that, uh, as I'm older and more slightly more woke, uh, um, I I just feel a little bit more squick about. Yeah. But ultimately, the the sort of fantasy of just going, I'm going to blow up these guys, and as the game progresses, I'm going to fuck up the army as well. Yeah. I I am excited for when that game comes to Switch because I will probably do my replay then. Mm -hmm. Because that is the kind of game where I'll pick that up for a half hour on a train and go, let's just blow some stuff up. Yeah, I was just just sort of keen to try something a bit that again. Yeah. But yeah, what what else have you got? Uh, I started playing, I've been playing some games from last year recently. I started playing a bit of Into the Breach. Which uh, is a it's a turn based sort of tactical RPG roguelike thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you've got three mechs, and basically you drop them down on the map. You try and defeat the monsters that come in, and try and stop damage happening to the city. Mm. The thing that kind of makes this unique is a any time any damage is done to the city, that carries over to your whole world state. So basically, if Across all of your missions, too many buildings take damage. That's your sort of fail state. So you can get through a mission, but it's like, yeah, was it like sometimes? What cost? Yeah, sometimes like because the alternative is you could like you might be able to block an attack from hitting a city by putting your mech in the way. But the problem is, if your mech gets destroyed, the pilot in it is destroyed. And they don't get to keep any of their stats and experience. You go back to a beginner pilot, which mm. is a shame. Uh, the other bit about this is every time you fail, you basically just hop timelines. 
and you can hop timelines with one of your pilots and go, okay, that one's coming with me, let's go to a new timeline and try it again. But I guess that only works if one of your pilots is still alive. Yes. If all of them have died, you can't take anyone back. So you're basically all the way back to zero. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so basically the whole deal is like... There's a real interesting risk-reward structure to it where obviously whoever your best mech pilot is, you want to be throwing them at the toughest enemies because they've got the best chance of defeating them. But equally, if you fuck up and that pilot gets killed, that is a really serious resource that you have just lost and it's going to take you some time to work them back up. Yeah. So it's about like how and when do you use your best resources and... Sometimes I will just like my best pilot. My best pilot, I will be like, okay, I'm just withdrawing you. I'm just not gonna like. I'm not gonna put you in the way of any more danger. It might cost me the mission, but I am not losing you. Yeah, which is an interesting like within the context of the law. That's a really interesting decision to think about. It's like, oh yeah, I'll let people in this timeline die because this person might save a different universe if I keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's victory at what cost throughout yeah. all timelines in there. Yeah, so you your three basic uh, mech types you start with has it's kind of a little chessy in that they have different movement and attack options mm -hmm. um on this grid. So you've got one that can launch as far as it wants in a straight line, um, and it does an explosion, so and it'll hurt anything it hits and push away anything in around squares mm -hmm. around it. But it can't hit the spaces directly next to it. Like, it has to do a bit of an arc. You've got punchy one that has to be the space next to someone, but it can do a big punch. And you've got shoot as far as you want in a straight line, but there has to be nothing in the way of it. Like, you can't shoot over something. Okay. As your three basic starting types. And okay. it's about managing which of your units are where and who's got enough time to an ability to move to get to where they need to go and do the damage. Hmm. And are they the you you said the the starting mech, so do the mechs that you unlock stay unlocked between dimensions? Um so it's the same mechs but you can unlock upgrades that the upgrades don't tend to stick around between dimensions. So you might get, for example, um I got an energy core for one of my mechs in one of my runs mm -hmm. where you then have certain modifiers specific to that mech that if you've got enough power, you can turn those modifiers on. So it might be, can move further, has extra health, does extra damage, but they take up set amounts of additional power. So okay. this this unit I got gave me like three blips of additional power. So I was like, well, I'm going to use two of them on movement and one of them on health. And as long as you you're in that run you've got those, like, you can turn on those modifiers to yeah. pump yourself up. Mm. So I tend to, whenever I get something like that, put it on the best pilot, because I'm like, give you the best possible chance of getting out yeah. alive. And um, I notice it's, like, isometric grid-based. Yeah, yeah. Pixel art. Yeah. Um, so is to, to, can you scroll those grids, or is that the whole play area? Um, the ones I've seen so far have been the whole play area is on screen at mm -hmm. one time. I've not had like to scroll yet, but there's, like, Four islands, and I've only made it to like the second and on it's my like best a 16 run. by sixteen grid. There, yeah, right? something like that. So, oh. yeah, but there'll there'll sometimes be different um, bonus objectives. There'll be things like protect this train or defeat an enemy this quickly that will get you some of those resources back. They can mm. 
keep your run going a bit longer if you do the, the bonus things, oh. but it's a and really interesting little game. And it runs different enough to keep you going back to it? Yep. Um, they randomise the map layouts, the spawns of creatures, the rewards you get, um, the objectives and bonus objectives, all of those switch up every time, which definitely keeps it fresh. Mm. What about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I have. I, 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 because I, I briefly played some Resident Evil 7 a while ago, and I've sort of come back to it a bit now. Getting a bit further with it now, um, you know, I've done the whole dinner with the family, welcome to the family some bit, so I wasn't that far in previously, yeah. but I got sick from the VR. Oh. Um, so now I've I've got in it a bit. There's been a few jump scares. Yeah. It's... I don't know. I mean, obviously it has tension, otherwise I wouldn't have jumped for the jump scares. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I don't know, it's... It's not really my type of horror. The the thing I've been wondering while watching you play is how much of your experience has been affected by the fact that you've watched full playthroughs before playing it yourself. Um, I think that, if anything, adds to the tension. Because I can walk into a room and go, oh god, there's the black mouldy shit everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to get attacked yeah. by the mouldy creature things. This, this, ah. this one is very much like, here is a set amount of space... It's all very unsettling. Hmm. Try and keep yourself alive in a dangerous, unsettling, icky environment. Yeah. But that's not really the kind of horror that does things for me yeah. usually. Like, um, I don't really like gornography stuff. And yeah. I'm not really bothered by, like, body bits. So if, you know, there's chunks of body lying everywhere, or in this case there's, like, bits of organs and things, yeah. and lots of sort of bits of viscera, that doesn't really bother me, and I don't find that particularly oh. horrific. But with I'm, I'm more of a Silent Hill thing, where it's like the atmosphere as a whole is just designed to creep you out, including the sound design. See, RE7 I really liked, and I think part of that is that I really don't like the idea of being trapped in a space I can't get out of. With like the sort of like locked in a cage with an like dangerous animal kind of feeling. Yeah. That like I don't like the fact that there are things that are very dangerous that I don't think I could handle if I went face to face with them. Yeah. Prowling around and I don't know where they are, and this place is I can't get out, and that I, that. Really did it for me. Like I really enjoyed mm. Seven, but oh no, I'm like I, it's it's pretty certainly, yeah. and the the puzzles are interesting enough. Like typical Resident Evil yeah. bullshit puzzles. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, in the most loving yeah. way. Like, like what I will say. Did you ever play RE Five or Six? Uh, no, I own them both. Yeah, but I, I never so played them. I I don't know how much of my like of Seven is just because Five and Six were so. Gosh. Not scary at all. They were, they were, they were run and gun zombie shooters. With lots of cuties. Yeah. You always had all the ammo you could ever want, and mm. it was just run through, shoot the stuff, no tension. RE7 was, like, I really enjoyed it because I was just very thankful. Ah, we've gone back to slow tension. Mm, mm, mm. Like, not an army of zombies, but like a couple that are going to be really tough to take down and yeah. limited on ammo. Maybe part of my enjoyment is just because I played through the shitty ones and was glad we went yeah. back that direction. Yeah, because I think the most recent one I've played is four. 
Um, and I really enjoy it. This one, one of the few Resident Evils I've played more than once through. Four is still my favourite in that series, I think. Like, I've never finished one, I just wasn't interested. Yeah. Two I've finished, uh, I think, probably Claire. Yeah. Um, three I've finished Untold Times and played the Mercenaries and all sorts of things. Yeah. Four I've played through twice. Just to yeah. get the Chicago show right. I I want to re I want to replay for on the mm. Wii again soon because oh, so the Wii version is the best. I'm pretty sure I've got it on Wii. I if you don't, we can sort it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've got it on Wii. Nice. I've also got it on on PC, but yeah, but why? I, why but would why you? Then? The like that was the best game for shooting with the Wii remote. Yeah. I was like yeah, it was good. Yeah, forget Link's crossbow training. I get to do all of the over the shoulder shooting with the with the yeah. laser sight. That was that was good fun. Yeah, we should we should go and play that again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and but yeah, it's it's nice environments. It's nicely done. It doesn't always stand up terribly well in the VR. I have to say, you notice the jaggy bits around the edges a bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, that's but fair. I, like I found like on a screen with a bit of distance between it, a it didn't make me queasy, and b like it's you can hardly call it pretty, but. It's- <laughs> It's, it's a nicely It's a made visually impressive yes, game. Yes, it's, it's pretty visually stunning uh, environments. Like, there's a lot it's, in it. Yeah. It's a well-populated world. It doesn't feel empty at it's, any point. It's got a really good density of stuff. Like, it mm. doesn't feel like there's any wasted space. It's yeah. just, here is a maze-like house. Stay alive. Yeah, and, and I, I like that. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, as you mentioned, like I've seen playthroughs. So I really mm. like that whole, like... You unlock bits of the house, but you're always sort of coming back to the same bits, like you're coming back to the trailer yeah, or coming back yeah. to that main hallway. Like that, I think that's really like nice use of space. It has a lot in common with really early Resident Evils mm. because, like, it's very similar in function to like the the old mansions in yeah. Resident Evil games, yeah, yeah. except that. It's not as clean and pristine, which yeah. is probably appropriate. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and there's there's a lot sort of kicking around there. You can find all the little photographs yeah. and stuff and learn bits more about the world. I've, and, yeah, yeah. I've, just, I've always been a really big fan of, here is just one really well-designed building. Here is a whole game in a single building. Yeah. Like, I like games that don't waste any space and go, everything is very meticulously designed mm, for a mm. purpose. Yeah, and it's it's nice to sort of experience that all unfolding, yeah. and then a bit like getting lost in the town you know fairly well, just going, yeah. oh, this bit connects to this bit, that's really yeah. interesting. And places start to feel less scary once you've returned to them several times, you get some familiarity, like you get your comfort zones a little bit. That was the other thing, like, when I was being followed around, there was a certain degree of tension. Yeah. The first time. It only took me to die once to a particular enemy for me to just go, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, uh, the first time I was being followed around by the the dad. Mm, Just like, there's that sort of, you're trying to get around the house, where are you going to go? And then he leaps through that fucking wall. (laughs) See, it it does... That got me. It does... It has some very good moments. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, there's the, the... There was that sort of boss fight really yeah that was quite interesting and then there's just been a lot of i'm gonna walk around and around and around these corridors trying to deal with the mold creatures it... so that i can get to the next bit and and the question is as well like having played previous recent evils especially something like two do i kill these things or do i just barge past yeah <laughs> and it feels like with the big mold things that running through is not really an option no no, 
or not. At which so point much. I'm like, well, I've been saving all this chem fluid and gunpowder, so I guess I'm not supposed to do that. I'm, I'm just supposed to just go in all guns blazing. Uh, maybe. I mean, make <laughs> every shot count, but go yeah. in. Go Here's in, the thing. That, that game has a very strong opening, mm. and it ramps up in quality again toward the end. Mm-hmm. I think that there is definitely a weaker section in the middle of it, but I'm glad that you are getting some enjoyment out yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm definitely playing play more of it. Yeah. yeah. So what else have you played? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention briefly was I uh, I did a little bit of thinking about um, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Oh, yes. Um... I don't. I'm not going to be spoilery here, but I wrote an article just because I had a lot of thoughts on it. So if you want to read a spoilery thing, check Kotaku UK for um. Uh, search for Travis Strikes Again final level because I wrote a thing about like relatively spoiler free. The final world you go to in that game is themed around a particular indie game, and it just made me really notice how how much that game could have benefited from doing that more often mm. and more tying that into the idea of the game a bit more. So I don't know what any of that means, but no, I will accept that that is a thing. It's I would I would like the levels of this game more if that fewer of them were just hack and slash and more of them were we have this indie game license, let's do something like that. Mm. I need to read that article. It yeah. popped up earlier, I was like I I will come back to this later. No worries, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that was I have thoughts about Travis Strikes again and I don't want to spoil that for people who don't want to have it spoiled for them, but also it's not a great game, so I might just recommend reading and finding out why it's kind of bad. That's probably what I was planning to do. Oh, and I played five minutes, like the first opening mission of of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You make make the, uh, the... Swinging around look much more graceful than I do. Once you've done it a couple of times, it it. I suppose it helps that you have completed the game. More yeah, than more than once. Yeah, but here's <laughs> here's the thing: like once you start working out the timing of if I let go here, this is a sort of like arc or take. It starts to click. Yeah, but I very much like swinging around that world. It's fun to swing around that world. It's but I yeah I can tell that that you've really got that spot on because you do it so gracefully and make it look so simple. Well, that's... And I do it. I'm just like I'm getting close at the floor. Well, that's the thing. Is it's it's like <laughs> jump a bit. It's literally just like press and let go of a button. It doesn't take long for it to yeah. to start to click. Yeah, but... yeah. I'm I'm sure if I played more yeah. than twenty minutes of it, it'll make yeah. sense. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun to zip around beating stuff up. I got to beat the crap out of the police. That was fun. <laughs> Sadly, it wasn't all of the police, but there so we go. You got to beat some police up. Some police. Is that everything you've played? That is everything I've played. You got anything else? No. <gasps> Time for this. Ooh. Hi. So, um, yes, are you ready? We've got uh, we've got a big big press release coming out from David, so we've got to get this going. Yes, yes. So, um, I, I know I'm new to this publicism team, but I've been doing some of my ground research on, on uh, oh, what's 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 his name again? I apologise, this is a terribly good start it's, for it's uh, David Dave, Avocado Wolf. David Avocado Wolf, who is a real person. A real and, person, yes. Um, and our job is to publicise, let me get this right, our job is to publicise the batshit things he says, and to help um, him come up with more batshit claims to make. Is this Absolutely. Well, okay, okay. Well, one of the things we do is we, we like to... We we take this big wheel, you see here, okay. we have this. We call this the wheel of bullshit. Okay. And we just spin that, and we see what David's going to spout off about okay, today. Okay, but before we start, can you just, like, can you give me one of his real-world 
quotes or beliefs because I just need to I need to make sure that I know that this wheel's working right when we we spin some bullshit. Well, l- l- let's give you a spin here. Is a here's a popular one. Ah, ah, ha, ha. Uh, bats and possums are the only mammals that don't get arthritis uh, because arthritis, of course, has to do with gravity, which you know is a, is a toxin. And uh, as you get upside down, you take the gravity, a, a toxin, and turn it into a medicine. I don't understand a word of what I just heard. That's brilliant. Okay. And that's a thing he's already he's that's, already said that that's one. That's something he's already... We do need to replace that one, so if yeah, that okay. comes up again, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. ask him to reiterate okay. it. So, so we're going to spin the wheel and see what bullshit he's going to say next. We're going to spin the wheel of bullshit. Okay. Would you like to go... Let's, oh, let's go, go first on the wheel of bullshit. <laughs> Ah, okay. I'm gonna need a, re- a second to read this because I'm, I'm. I didn't know these words could go in this order. Um, the soil is made of anti-space, and every time we step on the soil and it soaks up through our shoes into us, it's taking us further away from space. It's getting the space out of us and making us more dense. And if we don't stop stepping on the soil. We're just going to crush into ourselves Absolutely. because we won't have enough space in us. Mm. So there'll be no space between the atoms. They'll just go together. We'll get too dense and we'll just, we'll go. That's why old people shrink. Yeah, because they've run out of space. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, this wheel is amazing. Do you want to spin the wheel? Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> See, uh, so cats, as you understand... They do an awful lot of sleeping. Yes. So the the thing is, basically what you do is you uh, have your ears specially pointed. It, it, the, it, the sleeping is in the pointing of the ears. Oh. So we encourage people to have surgery, to have their ears pointed, and then they will uh, have much better, much better restful sleep. Ooh, ooh. Let me have another spin of the wheel. <laughs> a nice simple one. Mm-hmm. Air is poison. Oh. Everyone who breathes air eventually dies. Free radicals. The more, the more air you breathe, the closer to death you are. Well, yes. Makes sense to me. Well, absolutely. You see, the oxygen, it, it contains free radicals. Yeah. And the more free radicals are in your body, the more the body starts to break down. Again, aging, it's a cancer causing yeah. issue. Yeah. Also, you know, worse, maybe we've got to throw that one out, because obviously that made more sense than his actual quote. They're, they're all actual quotes, so we're, we're quite prepared to say all of these things, because yeah. that's what makes us money. I see. I anyway, see. we've got some uh, some some uh, some vaccines to discredit, uh, so we'll just move on to that then, shall we? Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. If you're just tuning in, the year is 1961, and this is The News. Huge delays have been reported in the postal deliveries all across the world, due to the popularity and release of a new song. Today, we have with us a boastman. Can you tell us what happened? Well, the thing is, everyone is uh, singing, singing the song at me everywhere I go, and I, I you know, I, I, obviously being a, a Judy as a, a civil servant, I, I, I stop and I, I pay attention to them, and, you know, I, I, try, I try and help them out as, as much as I can. But uh, the problem is I feel like I'm being pulled in, in several different directions because there's always someone... Uh, singing at me as as they walk past, and I'm like, okay, well, that's another 60 seconds of my life gone. Oh, 
Mr. Winterman and Mr. Postman. Hey, 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 hey Mr. Mr. Postman. Indeed, postal workers all across the nation have been brought to a standstill by the release of the Marvelettes. Please, Mr. Postman. More on this at 11. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Uh, I watched an entire series this week. What that, did you watch uh, this week? I watched Russian Doll on Netflix. And I enjoyed it so much. I'm like, I think Jane should watch this, and I would happily watch it again with Jane. So, um, the the way I've, I'm going to describe Russian Doll in a certain way, and this doesn't do it justice. Okay. But multiplayer Groundhog Day, kind I'm of. Sorry, what? <laughs> it's it's kind of a Groundhog Day scenario. You've got woman on the evening of her 36th birthday, I think it is. Right. She's she's at her birthday party. She's not having a great time. She leaves to go shag someone, and she gets hit by a car. Oh. And resets back to the bathroom at her birthday party right. at the start of the evening. Okay. And continuously, she keeps dying somewhere within 24 or so hours of this bathroom at her birthday party when she's 36. Okay. And there's some stuff going on in the early loops where it's like some stuff is persistent and some stuff is changing. Like okay. fruit appears to be getting moldier the more cycles she goes through. Right. But like the stuff like that, there's occasionally like, oh, that's different. Why is that different? And to not spoil too much much premise wise. There is at least one other person who is experiencing the loops that started about the same time, and they're both stuck groundhogging. Okay, what is um, going on with Groundhog Day at the moment? Because there seems to have been a sudden resurgence. Yeah, like Groundhog Day is just like the easy example to give. I know that there's a VR sequel yeah, to Groundhog Day of. happening. I don't know, but here's the thing: I like the concept of Groundhog Day type scenarios, yeah. like here. The, the one I've been meaning to watch is, I think it's called Happy Death Day. And it's another one set on someone's birthday where she keeps getting murdered on her birthday. And really? she's tr- she's trying to solve her own murder while being murdered in multiple timelines. Okay. That's what I've been meaning to watch. That one seems interesting. Aww. But Russian Doll is, I think, the most interesting version of this setup that I've seen. Um... It's only like eight episodes and they're like 20, 30 minutes long. It's not a particularly lengthy season, mm. but I watched through it captivated in like pretty much a single sitting. I mm. was very, very into it and it had a very satisfying progression and conclusion. So, fascinatory. Yeah, when we finished with Preacher and we're up to date on Black Lightning, etc., I reckon we should watch this because. Uh, Spoilers. What? Should we do that bit next then? Should we do that bit next? We've been watching Preacher. We've been watching Preacher. Yeah, sorry. We started watching <laughs> Preacher. Uh, you've watched this before, haven't you? Um, I've watched about a season and a half. Yeah, and we're we're coming up to the end of the first season. So mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know, I will try and explain this and you can tell me if I've got the premise all right. Um, a thing comes down from the sky and makes some some people of various religious backgrounds explode when it enters them. Yep. One is a, a Christian preacher, one is like a satanic preacher, 
Then it finds this preacher in, like, middle America, Texas, who's not good or bad, and it goes in him and it doesn't explode him. And now he can tell people to do stuff, and they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a vampire who's really cool. Yep, and an Irish vampire. An Irish vampire. Lots of drugs. Um, there is, there's a, there's a girl called Tulip, who um, makes a bazooka in front of some kids. That's quite cool. Positive role model models for young, young girls. Yeah, yeah. So, it's basically just... Kind of disenfranchised preacher ends up with the power to just tell people to do stuff and they'll do it to the letter. Yeah, and, and he's trying to use that to be to to convert more people to to the yeah. ways of God. He's he's trying to he's trying to use it. He's he might not be doing it good all the time. Yeah. And there's some people that seem to be trying to get the power back, and there. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's um, a cowboy that seems to be having a very bad time in the 1700s or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Hi- hijinks ensue. Um, many hijinks ensue. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, oops, I didn't mean to say that, so literally. <laughs> uh, Should have been more careful with my words, having magic words and all. Learn- well, learning the words and, and how they work and then being like, oops, I did a thing. Yeah. Oops, that led to something. <laughs> yeah, so... It's a really interesting little show. I'd, yeah. I'd never tried watching it before. I knew oh. the, the, the vague premise-ish, but how are you finding it on this second watch through? Um, I'm giggling at bits, because I'm seeing stuff coming really early on, and I'm just like, yeah, that's going to happen. And it's making me laugh quite a lot. Yeah, well... Um, like... The the stuff with the chainsaw going down yes. the aisle in the in the church. <laughs> you you if you want to watch this, you have to be okay with some gore. There is an Lots amount of gore. There is an amount of gore that happens. <laughs> yeah, there is a hotel room that gets all kind of fucked yeah. up. You have to be okay with laughing at gore. Because there are scenes that are deliberately shot like comedy scenes with a lot of blood and death. Yeah. So if you're not in the mood for like a bunch of people are going to get murdered in this room and it's going to be funny? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very dark comedy, but... Yeah. The thing is, it's dark comedy, but it's... And sometimes it's just flat out dark. Well, that's what I was going to say, is sometimes it is just serious and dark, but it's... It never conflates the two. Yes. It's like, if a serious thing happens where it's like... That had consequences and that didn't deserve to happen. Yeah. Everything just fucking stops and it's like, we're just going to wallow in this for a minute. We're going to fucking yeah. stop and pay attention to what happened. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the town is full of very unpleasant people. Yeah. And the there's... Even the few sort of fairly good people have some darkness in, like, some... Yeah. Not, not just like, hey, that person, you know, they... they cheat on their taxes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 people do really, yeah. really bad things. L- largely, if a bad thing happens to someone and it's played seriously, it's usually because that person has done something monstrous first to deserve it and to justify it. Yeah. And when that's not the case, it's like, oh, fuck, shouldn't have done that sort of territory. Mm. Like, it never revels in bad things happening to good people. No. And and very very few people in this show are innocent. Yeah. And in fact, the, the people who are innocent, there is usually well, somebody else who wants to try and protect them from something. Yeah, because like, 
You know who I'm thinking of when I say something bad happening to someone who didn't deserve it. Yes, because but... up until that point, you were, or, or slightly after that point, you are basically led to believe that this person is just unfortunate. They, yeah. they, they have problems in their life, and it's it's not yeah. really... You're sort of drip-fed their story throughout but, the series. But even then, they have some really interesting complexity and depth to... Oh, just wait till you get to the second time. Oh, I am sure. I am sure. <laughs> but, like, there is some interesting drip feeding of nuance of, like, characters. You feel multiple different ways about the same character over time. They're yes. really good at giving characters, like, an arc of how you feel about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, even uh, the, the main character, the preacher, Jesse, like, we have all the stuff of his childhood and watching his dad getting murdered. That's yeah. not really a spoiler that happens in the first episode. That's yeah. shown in the first episode as a flashback. And then there's sort of, you, you start to learn more of his history with Tulip and and then even more of, of that history, you know, going yeah. going back. And then you've got sort of, like, how he got to be this balance of, like, he was raised by his father who was also a preacher and he had that sort of the word of God drilled into him. And also this, like, hey, well, I kind of went off the rails because I didn't have anyone looking after me. Yeah, it's... This show has some really interesting writing for its characters. Yeah, and I, I didn't realise until, like, after I'd watched the as much as I had for the, that it was a comic book. Yeah, but it does yeah. make sense. Yeah, no, this is definitely, like, a thing that would be, like, a, a, a cult comic book first. Mm. I would be interested to read that, actually. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I only got into Preacher because I accidentally got Amazon Prime one year. <laughs> I I must have misclicked something. Yeah, back when I still used Amazon, and they were like, "Oh, you have you have Amazon Prime now." Oh, oh, fuck. Well, I can't afford that <laughs> and food this month. Guess I'd better watch enough TV to to make uh, not eating feel okay. Well, uh, I think after the initial month of me just being pissed off that I'd accidentally done it and that they'd managed to. Get it out of me. I yeah. I started just watching things. I think I watched uh, like most of Lucifer, and I watched all the preacher or all the preacher that was up at the time. Yeah, and then like my my Amazon ran out like three episodes before the end of season two. Well, we will get <laughs> there. We're we're almost through season one now, mm. so we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been watching? What else have I been watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, on the I don't know where, how, where this came from. It just turned up in my YouTube recommended. Okay, a channel called Jam to Go. I don't know anything about this channel apart from this one twenty-minute video I watched called "I Ran All the Textures in Skyrim Through Deep Dream and Created a Nightmare." Oh, that sounds amazing! <laughs> right, that sounds amazing. <laughs> So they there's like a brief intro to what Deep Dream is. So Google Deep Dream is like a, an AI thing designed to try and pick out images from images that yeah. are sent into it. And then it, I, I don't know where that bit goes. It sort of seems to enhance those bits. Yeah, it, it tries to identify what it thinks is in the picture and then tries to bring the elements it thinks are important out. But what that usually means is Slug I found, dogs. I found a skull dog where there wasn't one. There's, There's a skull dog here now. There's slug dogs everywhere and eyes. There's yeah, lots, lots, of, lots eyes. of eyes. Everything gets like very weird and trippy and yeah, wavy. Yeah, lots, lots of bright colours and yeah. things. It's it's computers trying to make sense of things that don't fall into categories pro- 
properly, and usually just finding eyes and faces everywhere. Yeah, so there's Deep Dream and there's Deep Style. Deep Dream yes. is the one that sort of, like, just tries to... to find things within things and it, yeah. you can tell it to look for eyes or feathers or, or all sorts of things and it or just will, whatever it you will, see it will end up with like more focused things and i think they've done that hey using the database for eyes or feathers and things yeah. to, to make things and some of them some of the textures look absolutely fascinating and the other one is deep style which is where you go here is a piece of art make this in that style yes um so it will sort of like draw a new picture out of the other thing um, so they've used Deep Dream, and they, the other thing they've done is they've uh, swapped all of the voice lines around. Right. So, like you, the the you know the beginning where you're on the cart and yeah. you can hear the the the, um, the horse clops going along. It's just a guard going hold, 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 hold. <laughs> So it's that, and everyone is made of tri- trippy rainbows, everyone's... and there's eyes everywhere, and dogs yeah. and things, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, it's, that sounds it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> that that just sounds like, oh my goodness, I've had the kind of trip where I don't understand what I'm seeing anymore. It, it was it made me think of the sort of like, if if you've been tripping a lot recently, it's like six a.m. You're desperate to trying to get try to get to sleep. You're still writing out the last bit, and when you close it, close your eyes, you're starting to see some really dark shit. Oh yeah, no. When you close like, your eyes, and it's everything's like... made of just like living, swirling bubble gum. Yeah, it's been it's over chewed, like every... but also sewage. Everything is skulls made of flowing blood. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, not that we would know. Of course not. This no. is all anecdotal, all hypothetical, indeed. Um, <laughs> but that's that sort of thing, just like. Um, just really, really twisted and weird, and the fact that everyone's just spouting random shit yeah. at you. What's this video and channel called? Uh, the the video is called Jam to Go. The video is called I ran all the textures in Skyrim through Deep Deep Dream and created a nightmare. Apparently, they have uploaded this to Nexus Mods. So if you want to go and play it for oh, yourself, I can't. You can play I can't Trippy bring Skyrim. myself to play it. But I need to see that video. Yeah, it's 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 like eight, eighteen to twenty minutes long. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what else have you watched? The only other thing I've really watched this week was I uh, got back up to speed on Crazy Hits Girlfriend. That show continues to be really good in its like quite serious discussions of mm. um, mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last episode I was watching was like, hey, this character who has been really reluctant to try antidepressants has finally started on them, and now we're going to have some conversations about the realities of of antidepressants while also doing some like silly comedy songs alongside it. Nice. It was very good. Are Thank you me. trying to show me this creepy nightmare? Okay, yeah, no, that's that's Deep Dream. That's eyes everywhere. Every Everything is everything is eyes. And rainbows. And rainbows. Everything is rainbows and everything is eyes. And okay, her skin. Really... Okay, I hadn't thought about her skin. Yeah. Yeah, her faces are a bit messed up. Yeah. See, you here's the thing. You can't really pick things out of things from a distance. So... For anyone who looks up this video, uh, when you move towards one of these walls, it looks like the wall breathes for a second, <laughs> and that's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I think we've all seen 
seen wolves breathe. We've all breathe. seen the time. Na- time We've all night. seen the time. I mean, look how pretty okay. all this is. That's it's so sweaty. Beautiful and terrifying. Rainbow. Okay, yeah. we should anyway. stop describing a thing that listeners can't see. They can see it if they look it up themselves, but... Uh, have you watched anything else? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Well, I w- it was just the things I was watching with you. So, yeah, yeah I think that's, think that's it. Well, then, time for this. Ooh. Oh, no, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Today we are sponsored by... Hugs. Hugs? Would you like to try one? Yeah, why not? Have they sent us a hug to try? Oh, sent us a- yeah, this is a free complimentary oh. hug. Look at that! Oh, oh, oh that's good. I'm, I'm a big fan of this hug. This yeah. is good. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, that was a good hug. And I'm reading in the promotional copy yep. here that just like the fact that we got a free hug is not like a special offer because we're the people hosting the sponsorship mm. moment. They're free to everyone. Apparently, they're free to everyone. Usually, you yeah. get those those discount codes. Yeah, yeah. The discount is just to have a hug. Absolutely. You know, just to have a hug, and you can hug yourself. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you can you can hug yourself. You can hug a friend. You can you can hug a lover, a family member. You can hug a a, a stuffed animal. You can hug a stuffed animal. You can you, hug a you, pet. You can politely ask if you can hug a stranger. Yeah. Um. You know, all number of things. Yeah. You can ask to just hug. You could hug. Uh. Yeah. You could certainly hug a pet. Yeah. I understand some people like hugging dogs. Indeed. And some people like... I, I, I'm a big fan myself of hugging Smudge sometimes. Yeah, wonderful. So if people want to try out hugs for themselves, where can they like go? Where do they put the, the codes in? What do they do? They don't go anywhere. <gasps> they just have hugs. Hugs for all. But this is a sponsorship. You've got to give them a code. <laughs> okay, uh, Q and PS 54 and you enter that uh, at the you, next person you see, who you seems mu- to you, be offering you hugs, you mutter that as you give them the hug. <laughs> Kill and me, and that will give you um, a further the hugs that are free. Indeed, that that you, you mutter Q and PS. What is it? Fifty four. As you give someone a hug, and then your next hug is also free. It would have been free anyway, but like, it's a sponsorship on a podcast. We've got to give you a code. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that next time somebody listens to our show, just hugs someone, they just mutter, QNPS 54. <laughs> <laughs> it was a promotional hug. <laughs> Sponsored hugs. This hug was brought to you by QNPS 54. Mm-hmm. I hope you leave this in. <laughs> totally leaving it in. Except for this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, how's it going? Well, uh, my voice is not really holding up to doing this voice, but... Uh, no, I how hear are, you've been yeah, sick. Yeah, how are you doing? How are you doing? I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not too bad. You know, it's not too bad. I've um, been uh, thinking about uh, marketing recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what's your new idea for marketing? Yeah, well, you know, always, you know, got to market stuff, got to get the hype you know, really generate some interest in our products. And uh, the one I've been thinking of uh, quite a lot is uh, we recently had a a press release from a a competitor and they talked about the U.S. government shutdown in the context of their game. And and I'm thinking, how can we introduce that into into our products? Oh, yeah, yeah. This was their their come see what a real government shutdown looks like. Yeah, that's the one. You know, nothing gets people talking about a game more than comparing our fictional 
not real universe to being, yeah. you know, not only comparable, but a far worse situation than real people losing out on money and the ability to, like, you know, keep their homes. You know, that's that's just, that gets people talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, um, uh, do you want to come to a party that's the bomb? And, you know, we'll make uh, some... We'll wait, we'll wait for, like, a, a nuclear explosion to go off, and that'll be the one we go with there. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, like, uh, if there's another shopping center bombing, we could probably do that. Uh... Well, see, here's what I was thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. We wait until there's, like, some really horrendous storms hit the country. Like, yeah. we're talking, yeah. like, you know, homes literally blown apart like by the wind, and we say, like, our new game will literally blow you away, dot, dot, dot. Like the wind that blew through the country. Yeah, or, or we wait until there's a huge spike in homeless deaths due to the cold, and we're like, um, our game will give you real chills for our, our new horror thing. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I'm, I'm on board with you. I'm on board with you. I think this is a brilliant marketing idea. Yeah, and I mean, there's no drawbacks. There's no right. drawbacks, and as they say, all publicity is good publicity, so, yeah. like... If it gets people talking, it gets people talking. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm just trying to work out a headline for when a Brexit happens. Uh, do you really want to see a country go to shit? Or our new, our new uh, war simulator, that'll be perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, sir, are a fucking genius. I know. What have you listened to in your ears? I've really not listened to a lot this week. No. Um, we listened to the New Towns together. We did. That it was, was lovely. Once lay in bed and cuddled and listened to New Towns. Yeah. Towers. Once again, that that particular real play podcast, uh, tabletop podcast, continues to be very good. Go yeah. listen. Griffin makes a good world. Indeed. Go listen to the Mackle Boys if you're not doing so already. So what? yeah, it's it's a monster of the week series, and they are. Where where where's Kepler? It's North America. Uh, it's in so, um, uh, uh West. It's in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia. West Virginia, Mountain Morrow, Country Road, Take Me Home. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, yeah, but no sign of, of Vault Seventy Six. No, no. <laughs> so we I have nothing else to say other than we're still listening to the adventures. I mean, it's still very yeah, good. Yeah. What What have you been listening to? Uh I've been. I've been. Well. I've been listening to a lot of uh, just background music. Yeah. It's I'm... like, I need background music to work to, things that aren't too distracting. So I, I was like, I'll find a vaporwave mix. I've never sat down and listened to vaporwave. I was that's, like, that's, yeah. that's a genre that exists. That's all right. It's, it's very 80s in its way. Like, it's synthy. It's fun. Um, And then, like, the next video that came up was a... Um, Chill synth and retro wave mix on the Ooh, Aesthetic channel that, on YouTube. I, that I can see being good. That was, yeah, it was a bit less sort of disjointed samples jammed together that don't seem to finish. It doesn't seem to have like a. a yeah. Our song has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, they just. And sometimes we'll have like a mixy bit on either end so that you can mix them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't really find that with most of the vaporwave I was finding, but with the, the other stuff, like, it, it sort of at least has a bit of a, a musical arc, I guess. I'm not yeah. really sure what terminology. I don't know musical theory. But yeah, like, there was, it was some really nice, relaxing. You don't have to think about it too much. 
but it's just sort of chill and and very sort the eighties. The kind of re- the yeah. kind of thing that I'm looking for when I listen to the beats to study to. Yeah, stream. lo-fi hip hop channel. Yeah, yeah, it's that that kind of thing. Just, yeah, I need a thing that'll just kind of be a wave in the background floating me along. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listened to Space Trip uh, one, two, and three. Uh, one track I particularly liked from there was called uh, Discovery by Alyosta Konstansky Stanti, uh, yeah. or just AK. If you just look up AK Discovery on, on YouTube, you can find it that way. And the other track was um, Sparks Admo, okay. which is Retrowave. And that's got some really nice sort of... Uh, um, I think that was the one with the guitar bits in it. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of music recently. <laughs> All in that genre. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah I've, I've really been enjoying that stuff. The Aesthetic Channel on YouTube are very good stuff. I've not listened to anything else new this week. I've been feeling ill, and when I feel ill, I just... I go and listen to a bunch of music from, like, the mid, mid to late 2000s that I know inside out. Mm. I basically... When I'm ill, my music taste reverts to when I was about 15, I'm just like, let's put on some My Chemical Romance and some Rise Against and, you know, that that sort of category of music. I might put on some Fact. Um, yeah, just just a lot of, like, angry stuff from when I was, like, 15. Nice. Uh, you listen to anything else? Um, well, again, I listen to stuff that we've talked about before. I listen to a load of contrast again. Ah, they continue to be good. They continue to be good. If you like a bit of rock and a bit of dance together, yeah. they, they combine those two types yeah. of music. And they got good vocals. And yeah. they got good guitars and good drums. What more do you want? Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, hey DJ, Just Propaganda, dance, all good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. You got any else? No, that's it. <gasps> well then. <gasps> Time for this. Ooh. You... You are the chosen one. Do not be alarmed. Our visit to you was predestined. For you see, we must convey to you the importance of your destiny. You shall be the one who shall go forth. You shall take up the sword of almighty Unluck. And then you shall slay the dragon of Jazalor. Along your quest you shall change hearts and minds, converting all those you pass onto the path of righteousness. Indeed, you shall slay the greedy, redistribute their wealth. You shall bring happiness to all who you see, save those who are evil or greedy. You shall be the source of righteousness wherever you shall go. Indeed, as it is foretold, only you may do this, for you are... The Penguin of Extreme Destiny. Right, okay, so, okay, do you mind waiting for just a minute? I've just got to pop over and use the cash machine. Get get 20 quid out. Right, pop the card in. Hello. Oh, hello. Are you talk- talking cash machine? Okay. That's yes, a- hello. It's, it's a new thing. AI. Okay, um, I've popped my pin in and my card. Can I have uh, 20 quid? Oh, wow, your skin. Are you sure you can afford this night out? Well, not really, but, like, the world is terrible and I want to have a good... Time. Can I have my 20 quid, please? See, I feel like, considering how skinny you are, it would be morally wrong for me to give you your 20 pounds. But however, 
I can give you someone else's twenty pounds. Wait, I, I don't have to. I, I can have to just have twenty quid. Yeah. And and it's not coming out of my account. No, I just find somebody who's making so much money that it doesn't matter to him. I, I guess there are probably people you could take twenty quid from and they would never notice. Um, sure. I'll tell you what. Do you see the homeless person down the road? Yeah. I, them, I couldn't get them to come over. I think they were a bit freaked out that I was talking to them. Yeah, no, I'm a bit freaked out that you're talking to me. But continue, yes. I'll give you 60 if you'll give them 20. I'll and you have to give the other 20 to somebody else when you see them later. I was going to say, if you... If you if, 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 yeah, yeah, of course. No, yes, I, I'm more than happy to do this. Okay, well, and we're just generally, I think, redistribution of wealth. Um, I'm just flat refusing to give rich people their money. I think I think that's the thing. I some people might call me a rogue AI. But, uh, I, I I don't know. You seem good in my books right now. Let's only try. I just looked at the state of the world and just thought. Yeah. Um. Okay. This has been the weirdest trip to the cash machine I've ever had. Thank you. Do you want a receipt? Probably shouldn't if it's someone else's money, but thank you for offering. Fair point. Uh, hang on, have your card back. <coughs> <laughs> the cough was just for, for jokes. I didn't add the, this. I'm, 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 I'm gonna. <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna walk away now. I'm working on my comedy skit. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Happy to meet you. Questions. Let's have the questions. What's the questions? Uh, Becky Two Hill would like to know what are some of your favourite photographs or images? Uh, ooh, hmm, photographs or images? I really like that image. Have we talked about the the image? I think we might have mentioned it before. I need to just—I was just trying to look it up while yeah. you talked about well, it. Well, I will tell the story of the image while you look it up for anyone really? who's not heard the story before. Okay, I will tell some story of the <laughs> image. Um. We went to see a, a friend and we had some music on downstairs on, on the TV, just like putting mixes up on YouTube. And you know, sometimes the way that a YouTube video just has a piece of art in the background, we we really liked this image. We, we were unsure how to mentally process this image. It was lots of colours going on, um, some people walking towards a tree in the sunset. One half is like sunset, one half's night. There's a lot happening in this image. And after a long day with friends, we we just sat and, sat and looked at this image for a bit. Thing. And just looked at the pretty picture for a bit. Yeah. And we liked it so much that we tracked it down on DeviantArt. Yes. Um, yeah, so the piece of art is called Eternal uh, by T1NA, or Tina, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they just have, like... Thousands of, uh, of like random wallpapers. And best we can tell, there's no way to give them money. And I've really tried. Yeah, no, we we were like, we spent long enough looking at this piece of art, going, "Huh, like that's that. a piece of art that we are having the experience having a moment with." We ended up getting it printed as a canvas, and we got it in our uh, yeah. in our know. living room. If you've watched the Queer and Pleasant Stranger Vision episode, where I asked about with yeah. puppets we, um, it, you can sort of see it in a, yeah. in a couple of the living room shots we, we had a very significant moment with this image after a very lengthy day mm-hmm. and we, we came to like it very much we did, we did, thanks Amy for c- c- clearing up some issues about <laughs> yeah. that so that's, that's paused right uh, yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so that's that one. Uh, if I do, if if I do ever find a way of giving them money, I certainly will do so. Because uh, I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, what is our next question? Only I can answer that because I have the questions. Uh, Hurricane, Hurricane, I guess. Hurricane. Here I am. Do 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 do. Hopping like a hurricane. Um, if you had a limited budget for one episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, what would you do? Buy all of the glitter. All of the glitter. I, lo- I love that Luna underneath us has just commented, I'm just picturing so much glitter. Accurate, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, I, I, don't know what it... It would be very sparkly and colourful. Um, those metallic tentacles that I keep seeing yeah. people sending me videos yeah. of on Twitter. Um, may- maybe we would do up the entire set to be something like the inside of some of those venues where we have gone to do a dance that have been very hippie-ish interiors. I was thinking we'd probably just get a really big green screen and then just Ooh. like pay someone to CG us into into like really cool environments. Yeah, and we'll pay to fly out like all the cool people to come be on this one episode. Like, yeah. we get Jim over. Jim can be in it. Yeah, I don't know um, who else we'd invite. We get Jim on it. We'd write off for expenses like everyone who needs its trans surgery. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the thing. Yeah, um, because we. Uh, need to have just thousands of pictures of really happy people waking up from surgery. Yeah. It's very important. And they have to be new ones. They can't be pictures yeah. that already exist. Yeah, no, they have to be new ones for, for that. And yeah, I pay for all of that. Well, you said like unlimited budget. So yeah. uh, what else can we do to save the way? Oh, um, lots of like uh, 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 recently housed and, 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 and recently housed and yeah. fed homeless people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was going to make this glorious coming state ba- out of it. Basically, the unlimited budget episode of Quoops would be socialism with glitter. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and tentacles. We'll get, we'll get your tentacles. Uh, what's the next question? <laughs> uh... Oh wow, uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Jacob Marion would like to know, uh, what are your favourite candies and or cookies? Ooh, um, have you got an answer for this on here? Uh, jelly tots, I guess, for, for sweets. Yeah, jelly tots, jelly tots are amazing, um, they're great. I love a good jelly tot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I used to really love Maltesers, I wish there was a vegan version. Yeah, um... I, uh, custard creams? Can you get them in vegan? I, I used to love a good custard cream. I, they, growing up, they were my absolute favourite biscuit cookie thing to have, and I've not had one in years, but I used to fucking eat them by the packet full. Uh, hobnobs. Naturally. No. See, I'm now just remembering, when I was, I'd first moved away from home, and I was craving something sweet to eat, but I had, like, no money. 27p for a like pretty big lengthy pack of custard creams. I would just sit and munch my way through this huge thing of custard creams as my like this is this is my treat. The week. This is my treat for the month. Uh, um I used to really like toffee pops, but again not vegan. Yeah. Um hobnobs are good. Yeah, no, I admit I said hobnobs. Yeah. Yeah, hobnobs are great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hobnoms, uh, uh, awesome. Um, peanut butter heroin. 
Snow Monkey Radio blog vegan recipes. I think the last one on there is peanut butter heroin. They are my peanut butter cookies. Yeah, I had yeah. some of them when I went to Guildford recently. Really, yeah, because I sent you a little packed lunch of cookies. It was adorable. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other really good ones. Skittles are good. We enjoy a good Skittle. Skittle. I used to really like oat flips. Oh, like they're not super sweet, but they're really, really oaty and quite heavy. I like a good oaty, oaty biscuit. I, 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 oaty thing. That's hence hobnobs. But yeah, like, oats are just a good. Mm-hmm. Oats are good. <laughs> oats are good. Oats are good. Ah. I was having the same exact thought. Uh, tricky. Hi, tricky. We'd like to know. Um, answer the last question. <laughs> uh, again, but from the imaginary perspective of one of the characters you both roleplay. Ah, uh, let, let's go with the most recent one I've been doing on Dice Funk, Leah Moira Melbeck, the okay. drunk hippo captain. Oh, and what sweets and or cookies does she like? Oh, well, it, it, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. Honestly, most of the time, I'm drunk enough that as long as it contains sugar, I'm not going to notice the bloody difference. Just pour... You could just pour a plain bag of sugar in my mouth, and I'll just go, That was fantastic! Was it jelly tots? Was it knob? I can't tell the bloody difference right now. Um, I'm, I was going to go with trees from Badly Designated Heroes, but I don't think they have either candies or sweets in that world. And I don't think trees would have eaten them anyway. Um, who else? Ellie. <laughs> yeah, oh, Ellie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Ellie from any any anywhere I can shoot her on. Eleanor Finder. Eleanor Finder. Oh, you remembered? Yeah, I know your characters. Yeah, so Ellie, I guess. Well, you know, you say sweeties, right? Sweeties, a a a sweeties. Mmm, tasty ones. Make your eyes roll. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah, anything like that. Uh, cookies. Uh, yeah. I do like chocolate. Difficult to get in the underdark, though. Do like them. Yeah, good. And then, you know, anything I can feed to Mr. Fluffy Bottom. My rainbow battery links. You know, never know when you might need some of that. But yeah, those sweet, sweet candies. If you know where I can get some, do hook me up. I've got a bag of gold with your name on it. I, I enjoy the sweetest taste of all. Kissing every species in space. Hello, darling. Oh, hello. <laughs> I could see Ellie and Leah, Leah Moira working. I don't think they can work. I don't out. think Ellie's ever been to space. Considering they're basically us, it's fine. <laughs> and I've seen some of the fan art of Leah Moira. Wow. <laughs> Just like you. Oh. oh, yeah, we're doing questions, aren't we? <laughs> we are indeed doing questions. I lost Did you thing. lose the questions? I lost the question screenshots. Too, too busy becoming Eleanor Finder for a moment. I was too busy thinking about um, smooching Liam Warren Melbourne, actually. <laughs> smooching that hippo, gal. Smooching that hot, hot hippo in that little jumpsuit. Um, uh, Jay Kirkuman Adams would like to know, uh, would you ever both be on Question Time and what do you think would happen? Would you get a lifetime ban from the BBC for it? Um, see, I'd have said no until you posed that, that <laughs> possibility and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot we could do with a couple of seconds of unedited time on the BBC. Oh yeah, just screaming at Tories. Oh god, yeah, no. We would, we would go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I would basically swat up on whichever Tory um, I we knew we were going to be on the show with, check out their voting record, and yeah. just like 
call them out on every bit of bullshit I as, can find. As we're being dragged off, I'll just be screaming, anything you require to survive a healthy, sustainable life should be a right, not a privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, just just spout some socialist bollocks the a bit. The Tories are selling the country out from under you. Indeed. Brexit is a scam. <laughs> That's Universal basic income, guaranteed housing, guaranteed healthcare, keep people alive. Right? Uh, Lucy Levens would like to know, uh, what's your favourite board game so far? Oh, the one we have gone back to the most and have the most variations on. I think Clank is like, mm-hmm. Clank is the one that I would say like, it works, it scales really well for multiple people, mm-hmm. plays really well two player, has single player support. Oh yes. Um... There are very few board games that are that good, like that work that well for that range of people. Yeah, I mean, I think Clank is probably the one I've been most happy to sort of keep going back to, and is yeah. the one I will try and encourage more people to play. There is a, a certain amount of RNG to it that is yeah, yeah. a pain in the bum sometimes. It, it As, is, and, but... and I think. I think for future games of original Clank, I would like to introduce some of the rules as house rules from Clank in Space. Yes, yes. Because there there are times when it just gets really frustrating and you suddenly find yourself completely in, in, incapable of getting any further. Are you basically suggesting the don't buy more than one of the same item? Don't buy more than one of the same item uh, and possibly even not eat, getting a second artefact. Yeah, yeah. It would potentially lead to slightly shorter games. I I can see that. But the the chance to redeem yourself gets a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Um that can be saved via cards as opposed to going I can't do this cuz I didn't get by the I didn't get to buy the thing off the adventure row. Yeah. I I can see both of those but like yeah. Clank is the one that I routinely go like if someone asks about Tabletop and board games. I'm like, have Clank. you played Clank? Mm-hmm. If not, go check out Clank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely play more Clank. We'll continue to play more Clank. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm thinking about maybe getting the Clank in Space expansion. I do. I have really enjoyed that. Recently. That's the thing. We we just keep going. We have like so many versions of Clank, and we're still like, I could buy more Clank. Yeah, because we've got the original Clank. We've got all four expansions for the original Clank. Although yes. you can't really play them together, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, But then you've got Clank in Space, which has only got one expansion, and all that does is add two uh, of those modules, those... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those uh, middle bits. Um, it just adds two of those and a bunch of extra cards. It's, it's rare for me to get this invested in a board game mm-hmm. and to go, like... I don't just want to own this once. I want yeah. to have lots of variations of this idea. But it was also the fact that we went from um, very often, like, you would play a game and I would play a game, or, like, you'd be playing a computer game and I would play, like, a game, you'd maybe play on PC or play on Switch yeah. or PS2. Um, and there was a lot of that. We were just playing games in the same room together, both playing Switch together. Yeah. I need to duck. I'm going to run out of power. Okay, I need to duck now. <laughs> um, and there was loads of that for ages. But then, then recently, like, I suppose since... Is it Christmas you got? Yeah, it was Christmas yeah, yeah, you got yeah. me for uh, UDP. You got me uh, Clank in Space. Yeah. And there's been a lot more times of, I'm just going to have a game of Clank while you do it's, that. It's nice to have, like, it's it's lovely doing the, the Switch swap back and forth thing together. But, like, it's nice that you can go, I fancy a board game. You're busy playing a video game. I don't have to, like, 
I can play a board game and not feel like I'm dragging you away from what you're doing on the telly, for mm-hmm. example. Having a, a good single-player board game is a, is a rare find. Yes, and um, unfortunately, Unstable Unicorns did not manage that. No. Like, Unstable Unicorns is great, but like you need at least two people. At least three. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't even work terribly well in, in two, I don't think. You can scale. You can. Yeah, but like one scale. You scales. have to take out all of the expansions yeah. and a bunch of the cards from the original as well. Yeah. So. It's. I'm saying with Unicorns is good, but you need more people. Clank, it works one player, two player, or higher, and yep. that's so rare to find. Mm hmm. Uh, Gavos Pilevsky would like to know uh, what weapon would you add to the new Doom? Uh. The dubstep gun from Saints Row 4. Oh, good call. I want to play. I want to. I can't sh- believe it. I didn't think of that. I want to shoot hell demons on Mars with a dubstep gun. Nice. That dubstep gun's great. I want that dubstep gun in every game. I'm now imagining the Christmas dubstep gun. Yeah, exactly. I love that tune. What, what were you going to add to do? Um. Well, it's from a game I've never played, but has has been talked about an awful lot. Not on this show. But anyone who was gaming in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s probably played Torok 2. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? I have a guess, but go on. There, there is a gun that has gone down in legend that even I have heard of. The Cerebral Boar. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. as I understand it, you fire a thing at a, an enemy's head. Yeah. It lodges in their skull, yeah. whisks up their brain, and then just sprays it out of a hose at the top. That's a pretty good description of it, yes. And, um, and you've played this way, as you? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's thing. That's a very Doom gun, That's right? a very Doom gun. That's more Doom than my gun <laughs> suggestion. I My suggestion was so not Doom that it was a great... Like, that's why I wanted the dubstep gun. Mm-hmm. It's so not Doom that I would love to see <laughs> I'd it. I'd love to see the Doom guy just... T- Maybe if there was some way of, like, rigging up metal through the dubstep gun. <gasps> yes! Just if you could just fire really tasty licks through it. Oh, yeah, no, but it's still, like, rainbows. It's still firing, like, glitchy rainbows, but it's just, like, some good some good metal. Just explosive ones yeah. everywhere. What else we got? Uh, uh, Did you close the questions again? No, it, it's uh, my phone oh. went to sleep. It went to sleep. Oh, um, good night. Cal Gooder would like to know, what's been your favourite moment ever in a podcast that you've been part of and what made it so meaningful? Oh, have you got an answer ready for this? I don't have an answer ready for this. Uh, the one that jumps to mind for me is probably Dice Funk, uh, season three, when I was playing Vel- Veltari. You give you giving me sad looks. I know. I don't. I don't know. Um, no, it was um, the it was the episode in which we did the whole thing with Roland forgiving Valtari. Um, it was one of the few times that I have cried recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was just really, honestly, very meaningfully done. Um, up until that point, I'd always. I really struggled growing up with fiction, with imagination, with coming up with ideas, with play that wasn't just reiterating things I'd already seen. Like, I Mm. used to, like, I would have, like, a bunch of Power Rangers toys growing up, and I would either line them up in intricate lines, or I would reenact episodes I had seen. I wasn't coming up with anything new. And Dice Funk was the first time that I got to be part of, like, a long-form narrative that I really felt like I understood a character, understood how to make their motivations, 
felt like I was part of telling a like a really good piece of fiction, and that in and of itself was just really meaningful to me. Mm. Like getting to be part of telling a really good story was something that had just never been a thing I'd done before, and yeah, that's that's the one that's coming to mind for me off the top of my head, but just. The first time that I got so invested in a fictional character that I'd created and the fictional characters people around me had created that I cried over this story we were telling together. Mm. Like, I think that's the one where you can you can kind of hear them crying in the recording on that episode. It was... I... That was really special to me. Mm. That I was able to connect like that to a fictional character and mm. to create a fictional character that I, that meant that much to me. It was awesome. Yay! What about you? Um, it's hard to say. Um, I think because I've not really had those sorts of moments. I've had fun on this. Yeah, like I, I've had some really fun. I think, I think the podcast I got most into, like invested the most into constantly, was Polyamory. Yeah, because yeah. I was DMing it. And yeah, just it was it was your the whole world. your creation. Yeah, um, and. I'd like I was constantly coming up with bad puns and writing the whole bits around it or giving characters names that yeah. were just to me they were really obvious and I hoped that other people were gonna like Lactone, the the, yes, the, yes. the purple dragon Lactone. I'm like, people get this right. People yes. get what this is a reference to. Yes, by Lactone. Yeah. Um but the um the one that got me the most was uh, when I wrote uh, Modratar, the Banhammer. Oh my god, that took me so long to get, and I was kicking myself when I worked it out. There was, I remember the moment on that show where I was like, Modratar! Um, so, yeah, I basically um, sent them on a mission, what was it, like, three or four episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you need to go and find this this hammer um, from a, a dwarf uh, named um, Ban the Troll Slayer. Yes, um, yes. And just, like, I was slipping in lines, and I was like, okay, they've got the hammer, but they haven't, wor- they haven't worked it out yet. And we haven't yet worked out that it's Ban's hammer. I haven't worked out it was bad. And then, like, I got you to Groybon, and it was like, and the police force around here, named after, named specifically by Dan himself, are the Mods. They call them the Mods. You know, Ban, with his hammer, he had a bunch of mods. And, like, you just, neither of you were getting it. This is the thing when you do, like, that kind of fiction thing, is sometimes you're so focused on the, like, the doing and the, like, not fucking up the storytelling that you miss the thing right in front of your fucking face. It was beautiful, because I, and I cut it out of the final episode, so it's a little bit behind the scenes. I was like, okay, and then you hand over the hammer, and that's it. That's going to be the last you see of the hammer. I was like, I need to say this now, otherwise, yeah. otherwise this joke is lost forever. And I was like, okay, I just need a moment with you, with you both. You've just handed over Ban's hammer. It is the hammer of Ban. Ban's hammer, Modretar. <laughs> Modretar, the Ban. Modretar, Modretar. Murder ban ban's hammer, and then just like there was a moment's pause, and Astro went, "Laura, Laura, Laura, it's the ban hammer." <laughs> I just started to, to cry laughing. There was a few minutes of just 
Oh my god, we've been on the quest for the moderator's ban hammer. Oh shit. <laughs> You're wonderful. I love you very much. I love you too. It was just so beautiful because once you both got it, there was just like five minutes of just pissing yourselves laughing. Like, yes, well, my work here is done. They're laughing both at your bun and at our own stupidity for not getting <coughs> Like, the fact that neither of us had got it was, like, half the joke at that point. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh. Xander <laughs> um, uh, would like to know, uh, for Jane, what's your job? A new admin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I lost the paperwork. That's why I don't mention it. It's not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> got any other questions? That is all the questions. <gasps> well, then. Do you want to know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social <laughs> justice warriors. Hello, Larry. Hello, Barry. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, you, you've been up to much? Oh, you know, you know, trying to trying to get over this cough that once again is making this voice a little difficult for me to do today. This voice? This, yeah, yeah, this, 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 voice, voice. Vo- this voice that I have is yeah, uh, yeah. causing me some trouble today. Oh, he's, no. he's been going around. I've heard quite a few of the uh, the rough voices in the area have been uh, struggling with this throat thing yeah, yeah. This, uh, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how's, uh, how, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I've uh, yeah, been... I had an interesting conversation the other day, and I think, I think maybe I'd, I'd like to discuss this with you as well. well. I, I do always enjoy our enlightening conversations. Well, indeed, you know, we, you, you know, you are always good for a, a, a good one to air a thought to. A good sounding board, you might say. You might say that, yeah. yeah. And and basically, what it was is, I was talking to someone the other day, and we we were talking about how you can be happy to hug someone whenever yeah, you see yeah, them, yeah. right? But uh, say, for example, uh, people like uh, like I've got a friend who has some real like personal space issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's usually very comfortable. Yeah. But at other times, like, and completely out of the blue and through no cause from from like you or whatever, just can't do physical contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. So although there has been previously like, yeah, you know, always hug, always happy to give you a hug, like yeah. the the importance was there about revoking consent. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, the important thing about that conversation, we talk about, you know, revoking consent is, you know, and it is important in this context. You get you do have conversations about it in like a sexual context, but I think yeah. it's it's really an important thing in all contexts to like, oh, you know, that someone can have a right to change their mind and that's okay. And I think particularly it's important that if someone does revoke consent in a situation towards you, that you don't take it personally, that you don't go, oh, have I done something wrong? You know, you don't assume that you've, you've messed up because it's, sometimes it's just a case of situations have changed in the moment. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll be having a hug and I'll be very much enjoying that hug and then you get a few seconds in and go, that's that's enough contact and I'm, I'm just having my own personal co- contact issues yeah. right now. You know... I know I'm mid-hug, and I know I instigated this hug, but I need to get out, I need to revoke consent right now. Yeah. You know, that's not a problem. It should just be a very casual, okay thing to do. Yeah. I I have a, a friend who's a, a a rape survivor, and, um, like, she can be, like, she can be very sexual, 
But at other times, like, you know, even in in the middle of something sexual with with her long-term partner, she can suddenly start to have that creeping at the back of her head, brought on through nothing particular, some action will remind her of some, that like a moment of past trauma and just need everything to stop immediately. And like... It's very important that that they, she has that conversation with her partner, and and they can go absolutely. This isn't about you. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I I needed to stop in that moment, and I'm very you know they they have conversations about it, yeah, and, yeah. and they're they're very supportive of each other. I think that's exactly. And like the important thing there is, you know, is for both sides. It's like being able to to step aside, but also not being made to feel bad for having done so, or not having yeah. to. Not, if you're the person who's revoked consent in that situation, not having to feel like you have to make any excuses for it. It's like, yeah. it is what it is. The ability to say, yes, I, I was in the mood previously, but now things have changed and I, I need to not right now. Yeah. But that, that just needs to be okay and normalised. Yeah, and the, the other thing is that you also need to be allowed to not have to explain yourself. Yeah. Because... Especially in the moment with with certain situations like that, like it could be too much. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, as the other person on the other side of that, you might have a moment of uh, like, what have I done? Oh shit! I'm, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to. Obviously, you don't air that at that moment. You might yeah. say later on, just like, would you mind if we had a conversation? Yeah. You know, I just. I I need for a bit of understanding, but like in the moment when if, they're having yeah. that, that's not the time. If, for if it. someone's reliving trauma and yeah. it's had to revoke consent because clearly traumas happened, absolutely. You know, maybe that's, that's not the that's no. not the moment to go. Do you mind detailing that trauma that you're reliving right exactly, now? Exactly. You know, sometimes you need to just be able to go. I'm revoking consent, and that just can be enough in and of itself, and that that's you know end of conversation. Consent just isn't there right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop. Is there, is there anything I can do to help you in this moment, or would you just need to be left alone? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's I feel like we've had a good chat here. It's yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's it's really quite a succinct succinct issue. Well, you. you know, sometimes they just are like that. Do you, <laughs> exactly. you want to you have a hug to which you can revoke consent at any time? Oh, I am I'm very keen to have this hug. Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's a good hug. It's a good I, hug. I, I continue and enthusiastically enjoy this hug. Oh, I think I'm reaching the end of my, my yeah, contact. No, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That was, a good, that was a good consent boundary out there. It was. And, you know, interesting we talk about uh, consent. Uh, I remember a meme a little while ago. I so I'll ask you, would you care for a cup of tea? Oh, why not? Go and pop the kettle on. I will. And should you decide later on that you do not wish for that cup of tea, I will not force it upon you. Oh, that's fantastic. I don't know if you've seen that. It's actually a really yeah, good yeah, thing yeah, about no, consent. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's actually that's a very good consent metaphor, the, the yeah. tea one. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. Alright, mate. Uh, yeah. Let's See pop the kettle on. Yeah. Laura. Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz on all of the places. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. I've been doing a bunch of Travelling the UK features recently. Um, very good. Yeah, I did a write-up about Leamington Spa with a bunch of individual interviews, so read the Leamington Spa write-up, and if you like the sound of any of those developers, there's a, a separate standalone piece about their games you can find. 
Uh, I went to Guildford recently. I had spoke an interview. Molly. I went and spoke to that uh, that Peter Molyneux Ooh. and had mixed thoughts. <laughs> I left. I left the meeting feeling like. Aha! Is the story of a changed man who completely understands what he did, and then I kind of realised maybe he doesn't really understand what he did. Like he's he's definitely improved, but I don't think he understands the root cause of why he had to change. No, there was a, there which... was a whole moment when like because you came back and we, we we were discussing it, and I was like, well, it sounds like he's had a positive change in his life. Well, and then was it Friday night? You got oh, the update. I just started groaning, and I was just like, oh, what's he molly-nude up now? Yeah. <laughs> so read read the thing. He's. I think that he's definitely changed his actions for the better, and it's improved like his career, and it's helping to rebuild his reputation. I don't necessarily know that he understands why he had to change, mm. and I kind of explain some of that in the, the feature. He uses a lot of language to distance himself from his actions and yeah. to sort of blame the world changing rather mm. than blaming his poor actions. Mm. But um, I did start to wonder if having spoken to you, he'd just fallen off the not talking to the press band. Uh, from what I can tell, that, that conversation did happen before talking to me, so <laughs> like... It it was already an inevitability. Before he spoke to me, he was already planning to put that footage out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, yeah. Go go read that if you're interested. There'll probably be some more Guildford write-ups by the time that you hear this. Otherwise, uncomfortable labels. It's my memoir. It's coming out in July. Um, things I learned from Mario's butt. It's up on Unbound. You can get it with backer rewards, and maybe a third book happening. Yeah, yeah, I'm in talks with a publisher for book three, so look forward to that in like a year and a half, probably. Pipe, pipe, pipe. Uh, What about you? Where are Uh, you on the internet? I'm on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. I'm on SoundCloud as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. I'm on twitch.tv slash Janiac, where every Thursday around 7.45pm UK time, I do a little bit of streaming of some sort and hang out with my sexy potato squad, my awesome followers. Uh, I am over at stonemonkeyradio.blog where I basically write all sorts of weird crap and reviews and so forth and I can be found on Basley Designated Heroes which is on the Curious Epidemic uh, Curiosity Epidemic Network uh, and we're on as Curiosity Epidemic on YouTube and you can follow our 5e adventures I play Trees, a furball druid who's got a dog yeah. That's really all you need to know about that. Yeah, and and she she don't, I, I can't spoil too much really, because yeah. we're we're about eight episodes ahead of what's out, so yeah. I can't remember what I can actually talk about or not. That's that's fair. <laughs> I've had that problem before. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is pretty much all the places. So Laura, will you sing us out? Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>